This episode of Comic Book Junto is brought to you by Bear Fruit, a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning beliefs into creative action and inspiring others to do the same. Head over to bearfruit.com, that's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com, and sign up for our newsletter. While you're there, check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle, a weekly conversation series hosted by me, Octavius A. Newman, featuring various guests telling their origin story. Don't forget to grab some merch from our online store. As a reward for being a loyal Comic Book Junto listener, use promo code CBJ to get 10% off your next order. Bear fruit. Believe. Create. Inspire. Now let's start the show. Welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 24. I am your host, Octavius A. Newman. I am the creator of Bear Fruit. And with me for take two of episode 24, my co-host Adam just had his wig snatched by Beyonce Tetris. Get in why here. She take Get my, in why here. she take my wig? Get in I don't know why she took Give it. Give me that wig back. I don't know why she took it. Why? That's Hold when, up. When Beyonce Hold comes to your town <laughs> and you voluntarily go yeah. to the formation tour, yeah. you're going to get your wig snatched. In fairness, I probably shouldn't have been wearing that at the time. Right. I knew it was going to get snatched. <laughs> okay. Hold That's up. your Hold fault. Up. Second time's a charm. Just what your fault. What the hell? Is that phrase what it, what does what does that mean? So I can I, f- I believe I can infer. Tell me what you mean. Infer. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I, I, I think this is going to be better than anything I'm going to say. Okay. I I believe this is uh, akin to having your socks knocked off. There you go. Having yes. Your socks knocked off. Yes. I have my wig snatched. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't know. I couldn't reconcile. You that. didn't know heard, that. You knew something special happened, but you didn't know what it was called. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I, I believe. I believe that I changed. A my state of matter is changed from b- before I saw Beyonce on Sunday uh-huh. to after. I am a different creature. So, internet, let's just catch you up, Adam and I. Went to go see the formation tour when Beyonce yeah. came. We to, got in formation. Yeah, we, we did get in formation. Um, <laughs> Which I, was a long line, by the way. That, <laughs> they didn't tell you that in the song. The formation is a very long line. Right, yeah. Uh, I had some nosebleed seats with my wife and I. Adam was up there getting splashed. Yeah, you know? splash. So that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and so before before I saw Beyonce, I was a different creature. I was a different human being. Right. You know, I didn't know right from wrong. <laughs> I hadn't seen it. Uh-huh. I, hadn't, I hadn't understood it. Right. And after I saw Beyonce, I I, I float a little bit above the floor. Mm. I don't walk as much, which is cool. Okay. I uh, my, my eyes are brighter. I see things that I didn't know existed before. You know, I see goodness. I'm, I just I'm, I feel like I'm a changed being. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I sublimated into plasma and confetti. I just turned into confetti. That did not happen to me. But confetti did rain down on me. That was incredible. I saw that. I that didn't get amazing. rained on with confetti. I watched it happen. I bought a t-shirt for $45. That's ridiculous. And I put a lot. Yeah. You snatched my wig after <laughs> I got the t-shirt. I thought maybe I'd keep the wig yeah, and was the like, shirt. Give me this. And you're yeah. like, well, can I get a shirt at least? You give me $45, you can get one. Okay, deal. Okay, fine. All right. <laughs> yeah. It says slay all day. 
on that. I, I picked that up. That's that's I, awesome. I picked that up for my girlfriend because she couldn't be there. Uh-huh. And I got a little pin that says Slay Anse. Wow. Uh, it's just Slay. Basically Slay everything, I uh-huh. guess. What did you think of the show, by the way? I thought that... By the way, welcome to Comic Book Junto, where we talk about Formation <laughs> Tour. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that it was undeniably excellent. Yes. I, I will tell you yes. something. I left that show and I was just like... I was, you know what they really did? It really made me happy. Mm. I was very happy. I was very excited. Yeah. Seeing someone execute on such a high level and hit every beat. Yeah. Sing every note effortlessly, miss not one step. For two hours. I mean, and to see to all the different moving parts and literal moving parts in yeah. the show. Yeah. Like everyone that's involved with that has to be masterful. Yeah. And it's like I said, it's undeniable. Seeing that in person is just like, what can you what can you say? I mean, mm-hmm. I really think that Beyonce is this generation's Michael Jackson. Like yeah. yeah. Like, and I will I will say something that also moved me. While I was moved personally, I was even moved even more mm. to see how everyone else was so moved. Absolutely. We're so excited. People were dancing and singing and hugging and you know what I mean? And I was like, Beyonce. And I had a moment. I was like, Beyonce is a superhero. Yes. Follow me. Yes. Follow me with this. She, if you think about Captain America, uh, what is Captain America? A symbol yeah. that represents something, an idea, a way of being, a way of doing things. Uh-huh. If you look at Beyonce, she's a superhero, yeah. even down to the costumes. I agree with you. You know what I mean? Like you, I'm looking at the clothes she's wearing. I'm looking at the moves she's doing. Like when you're a little kid, you would see a superhero movie. You want to go get the costume. You want to move and run and Zip, zip, bam, boom, pow. You want to be just like them. Yeah. You see Beyonce right now, people want to dance and wear their hair and dress. There are and a lot of people, and, a lot of, you must have noticed this too, but there are a lot of people around me who were dressed like Beyonce from different videos, mm. like cosplay, that sort of thing. Beyonce people, cosplay. People were cosplaying Beyonce. Wow. Beyonce play. And that was happening. <laughs> Beyonce play. Okay. Yeah, that, that was happening. And I thought that was so interesting. And man, I, I was just, I didn't know how to react. Mm. Like the the only other time I can think of when I was this amazed by what I was seeing in a live show, I suppose, was when I saw Cirque du Soleil. Mm. And I saw Cirque du Soleil some years ago. I was in Texas. And my brain did not know how to process how magnificent everything was that was in front of me. Yeah. I cried. Mm. I'm like, I don't know what's happening right now. I just, things can't stay inside of my face. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what to do. How dare you put these tears in my eyes? <laughs> yeah. And it, it was like, it was just too incredible. And that's how I felt when I was watching the show on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Up to the point, and I, I mentioned this to you uh, the other day. Up to the point, in the very end of the show, when she's doing one of her last numbers, she's about to do Freedom. Yeah. And she comes down the catwalk, and she's going to be in that, like, water, John. Spoilers. She, spoilers. Yeah. Be, hey, Beyonce concert spoilers. Yeah, I mean, because... That's real. For real. We didn't know what was like, going to happen. Because I intend... My wife was like, let's listen to Beyonce. And I, and I, and I told her, I said, listen. No. Blackout congregation. <laughs> I don't want to hear no Beyonce all day. Put your ear pods in. Yeah, she's I didn't like, want to know what she was going like, to wear. She's like, don't you want? I said, Alexis, no, I don't Damn. want to hear. I want to get this out of my system so when I hear it, 
I want it to be fresher. Because, I mean, I've listened to that Lemonade so you. many times. Yeah. But I, I didn't want it to be in my mind. And, you know, I kind of wanted to have like a, a re. A, a, a reconnecting experience yeah. with the with the music all over again. Yeah, yeah. So at the at the very end, I was just so blown away by everything. And she's walking down the catwalk, and I'm, I'm I I can see her walking down the catwalk, and I notice that she's not wearing boots or shoes. Spoilers. Or anything. Spoilers. Spoilers. She's barefoot. And man, <laughs> I'm embarrassed for what was going on in my mind. I was like. Oh my God! I can see Beyonce's bare feet. This is weird. This is incredible. This why is, is incredible. Why, now, why is this incredible? Because it was just like now, all the things that part, we saw on Sunday. I don't know. Beyonce's I don't know. bare feet. Well, it was are like, the things <laughs> that this looks incredible. I paid forty five dollars for a shirt. I can be impressed by anything I want. Well, go for it. Go on. I, I not her dance moves. Not her singing. Every, not her hair. The costume. Well, that's none the thing. of that. Every single aspect not the of it. Giant. Freaking like cube, cube, which was yeah, crazy. That like splits open and it opens up. Everything that was happening with that was absolutely astounding. But that little mundane moment where I was like, "Yo, that's she's a human being," and I can that's crazy. You didn't know she was a human being. I don't know. Sometimes I'm not sure. So you saw Batman with the cowl off, and you were like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my god!" Did you see? Did you happen to notice that she? uh, she was playing New York and she sneezed. I think this was last night. No, I didn't see anything. She sneezed and, and the, went into a run. The entire well, so she sneezed on the beat and the beat got sicker. Oof. But she sneezed on and stage and everyone in the stadium said, Bless you. And it was like this weird, like, oh my God, she's human. She sneezes. And it's in the yeah. news. And it's like yeah. all this thing. There was some she's sneezing is and you can't you you know you can't not sneeze. Yeah, well, if you got a sneeze, you can't like. What about that? No, you you do that thing where you think of like a pink elephant. Haven't you what? ever heard of that? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think of a pink elephant as you're sneezing. Think of a pink elephant. That sounds like something that's gonna hurt me. <laughs> I feel like if I'm sneezing, I gotta give all. I gotta believe all my attention needs to be focused on sneezing. Because if I try to do anything else, I might mess around and die, go brain dead. Yeah, I'm trying to sneeze and do something else. What's wrong with you? Oh, this is like listen a, to Adam. This is a, Adam gonna have you out here passing out. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is trying a folk. to sneeze and, you're, you're, and solve you're a Rubik's cube. What you're doing right now, you're, you are creating a modern folk tale. You're saying if, if you, you sneeze if, and try to if fix would, a Rubik's cube, you go die. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> if you attempt, do not sneeze and try to do a Rubik's cube because you will go brain dead. It's tell true. your friends if you if you attempt to stop yourself from sneezing, you will ultimately turn into a cloud of bats. And that will happen. That will happen. I've seen it. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm, I'm not recommending you. Do I this. see through with my own two eyes. <laughs> we should probably get to a point where we talk about comics at some sorry, uh, some point in the show. I yeah, suppose. but ultimately, Beyonce. I think she represents what you know, what we look at in comic books and look at in superheroes. Like to see, you know, what like as a as a man. I'm you yeah. know. I'm disconnected from what it's like to be a woman. I'm used to having males to look up to and go, I want to be like that. I'm used to it. Yeah. So it did something to me to look up there and see this amazing, like a performer and see my wife Mm -hmm. and just, just, and see other women and other, uh, and other men just like, and I was like, that's, that's what a superhero does. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I felt now, of inspired. course, behind closed doors, we all know superheroes in the comic books are not real. And Beyonce is a regular person behind closed doors. But what she and what her team has created to stand for, I mean, 
same thing like Batman. Like, yeah. you know, what is like Batman is not real. Yeah. But it still means something special to us. Yeah. And that performance was exceptional. And what she was able to do, the effort that she put into it, the effort that every single person puts into that show, that concert is exceptional. And I left feeling that mm-hmm. I'm like those tickets were expensive and they were worth it. Hey, and also another thing I learned when you go to the link, you don't got to buy awesome seats. Yeah. I was up there in the news, nosebleeds in the 200 section. Yeah. Fantastic experience. Yeah. Fantastic. Hey, hell, even the people who were working there were real nice. Like everybody, yeah. everybody who was, because it almost got rain delayed and mm-hmm. all that. And, mm-hmm. and everybody who was working there and organizing it was very kind. I don't know if that was like, depending on the section that you're in or what it's all about, but they're like, Hey, how are you doing? I'm like, ever, I would be surly if I were you yeah. with all these people around me yeah, and it's yeah. raining right now, you know, but damn, what a weekend mm-hmm. Sunday. I just felt like we were close to a superhero. Yeah. We talked about it in an episode before with Kanye and Beyonce. They're like real life superheroes. Mm-hmm. And on Sunday, we shared space with a, a legendary living person. Yeah. And I think that's really something. Yeah. yeah. On to another Meek super- Mill. That's that's who I mean. Right. I'm talking about and Meek is, Mill. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, someone from the alternate universe, DJ Khaled. That's right. Yeah. That that that's right. We the best, of course. Yeah. Um, on to another uh, superhero um, that has passed away recently. Muhammad Ali, the champ. Yeah. The greatest mm-hmm. has passed away, and I mean, same thing goes for him. Like he again, real live superhero. Someone that. Yeah represents something that you want to be like when you grow up or yep. you you would want to take some of those characteristics and be them like just like this regular human being but his his character and his personality and the things he's done and the, and the contribution to our culture it's something that we'll be talking about years from now and going man remember when Muhammad Ali da 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 like there's this clip that I've used many times talking about avoiding spoilers. Um, it's a gif of Muhammad Ali when this guy's trying to punch him and he he's in a corner and he dips like 20 some punches yeah. with just his head. Yeah. Doesn't use his hands. And I mean, this dude's going ham trying to take Ali out. Doesn't touch him. Yeah. Like something we've seen them recreate that in the matrix. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that was, that, was, that was not choreographed when it like happened. Like Ali in real time, a professional boxer is trying to hurt him. And he's like, whoosh, 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 can't touch this. You know, the thing that gets me with Ali, and this is something that I miss is his sportsmanship is one thing. His, his athleticism is one thing. His mm-hmm. ability in the ring is one thing, but he reminds me of a lot of great, even though I do not in any way believe that he is a, a villain, he reminds me of a lot of some of my favorite villains because he has this poetry and prose mm. that he would deliver to people mm. and just talk smack on them, yeah. talk games on them. Yeah. But it, it was an art form in and of itself. Man. The way that he spoke on the mic, the the literal like poems. a heel, like like a like yeah. a like a wrestler. He's like Doctor Doom. He was just yes. like up there, and he's just like this and this and this, and then I'm gonna do this, and and it's like, yeah, man, everything about you is artistry. Yeah, everything about you is artistry, and he believed that that was a part of the performance. Mm. It wasn't just what happened in the ring, but it was the way that you conduct yourself. It was the way that you present yourself. And I know that it was hard for a lot of other athletes or a lot of other people who were not so kind on that, but man, that was, 
I have so much respect for that Absolutely. aspect of him as a champion. And there are a lot of and there are a lot of fighters in the fight game who do very similar things. Oh yeah. Like I'm not gonna say that they got it from him, but you look at Floyd Mayweather Inspiration. You look at even Conor McGregor. Yeah. Conor McGregor, if you're not familiar, he's an MMA fighter. Um so very similar. You know, not as good as Ali, of course. Sure. But you know, yeah, man, real life superhero. Rest he was so good. That he literally boxed Superman in a comic. Mm. In the 1970s, there was a comic book in which it was a Superman comic in which some aliens challenge Earth and say, how about your greatest comes and fights our greatest? And if you back down, then we're going to blow up Earth. And only two people volunteer to take on the alien. Yeah. Superman and Muhammad Ali. And so the two of them went toe to toe to see, you know, who who would actually do it. How dope is that? And who won? Uh, it was it was like a split decision where they Didn't just Didn't Ali win? They, well, yeah, but like the thing is is they they had to create this circumstance where Superman would be depowered so that way like it was like he didn't have the obvious upper hand because he's not even right. a human, right? They were right. challenging humans. Yeah. And yeah, Ali Ali took it. Of course. Ali took it. Listen, we've yeah. already talked about the fact that you take away superhero Superman's powers. He's just a big husky dude. Best part of the whole thing, too, is by the end of that comic, uh, Muhammad Ali comes up and he's like, by the way, I know you're Clark Kent. Yeah. And I, he, <laughs> he, he, Ali even knew who he was the whole time. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'll keep it safe, though. I'm going to keep it on low, but I just yeah. want you to know that I know. Yeah. So don't act crazy. <sighs> so rest in peace and peace to his family. Yeah. Uh, huge, huge inspiration. Much love to the champ. This man greatest. actually, actually, actually fought Superman and came out the better. So that's that's something, isn't it? Yeah. That's really something. Stan with Superman, give us this news. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I don't know if you keep up with it, but... Uh, I know this Super, is your show. Supergirl. Yeah, I really like Supergirl. And the first season of Supergirl featured Superman-ish. Actually, to use the word feature isn't necessarily correct. Because they had him swoop in and help with something, and he was being used as a plot device to show, like, uh, Supergirl doesn't want to always get saved mm-hmm. by her cuz. Yep. Like but you don't always need to swoop in and save the day. I want to stand up on my own. Right. So he was really just being used as a plot device. In the second season, it's been announced after Supergirl moves to a new station to the CW, mm-hmm. um Superman will be in the show. I think in two episodes, Superman will prominently be featured in two episodes. So now we're going to be Looking and you know, fantastic. who's it going to be? Who's going to be Superman? I mean, if we're going to go in the back catalog, are we going to do? Uh, oh gosh, Tom Wellington from Smallville. I don't think they would go backwards. We're going to do Brandon. Isn't, isn't he? Isn't isn't he, isn't he already in the in the in the show? Brandon Ruth is in. Uh, what's the Legends of Tomorrow? DC's other show. Right, but they do play DC's television universe plays around with the Earth Two and parallel dimensions. Uh-huh. So it is feasible; they could do it. Right, but it it seems like they have uh, DC has all but one hundred percent confirmed that it is not going to be uh, Cavill. Yeah, Henry so Cavill. that's not happening. Okay, so we'll, we'll have knows? to wait and see. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I'm really excited. I like Supergirl a lot. And it's been a long time since I've seen Superman mm-hmm. on television. I mm-hmm. can't even think of the last time I saw him on TV. Yeah. I used to watch Lois and Clark and all that stuff. Dean Kane. Oh, 
Dean Cain is in Supergirl. Yeah, that's too. what that's who's in Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. Dean Cain is there, and isn't, doesn't he play like Pa Kent? Yeah, who's, yeah, yeah. Or uh, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Word. Yeah, I've been, I've been watching with both eyes. I've been paying attention. to I this see that because you have know all this to these information. plot details. Absolutely. Way, way to go, buddy. Yeah. Anytime, man. I, I'll just sum it up in 140 characters. Supergirl. That's all I know about the show. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Perfect. Um, on to something I'm really excited about. Um, Michael B. Jordan has confirmed that he will be in the Black Panther movie coming out in 2018. Ryan Coogler. Is it Michael Coogler or Ryan Coogler? I always mess it up. Uh, it's Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler directing. Um, <clears throat> and we have Chadwick Boseman playing T'Challa. Still no official word on if Lupita's going to be in it, but you told me something about him possibly kind of mentioning it. Yeah, it. well, it was it was like a it was a weird thing. Apparently, somebody had asked him, uh, asked Michael B. Jordan, "Who are you excited to work with?" Yeah, and I think the intent was let's see if we can get him to slip yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. And he had said something along the lines of, "I can't wait to work with," or or rather, he said something like. You know, he mentioned Lapita and Chadwick in the same sentence, and nobody really knows if maybe he's letting on to more that he knows, or maybe he's just cashing in on a rumor as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a confirmation, but Michael B. Jordan. I'm in. I'm so in. What's very interesting, though, is what we talked about before, where they're talking about, yeah, Fantastic Four, we're going to come back around and try it again another time. It's like, well, Michael, Michael, he, he going to Wakanda, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's booked. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So how y'all gonna pull this off? Fantastic Four just needs to wait. He's gonna. Y'all don't need me right now. I'm yeah. gonna be in Wakanda. Yeah, <laughs> like just let it go. Give it back. I'm excited that it's gonna be him and Ryan Coogler working again. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, you, I you everything know. they do is fantastic. They've killed it. Yeah, they've killed it. Uh, also in the like, Marvel like fan casting and rumors. Well, I get that. That's not so much a rumor because it's a confirmation that right. Jordan's going to be in it. Jordan's going to be with Coogler again. I would, man, I would love to have Ryan Coogler on the beautiful struggle. Anybody who knows Ryan Coogler, put me in contact with them somehow. Shout out to a uh, Dan Coogler, who we know is listening right now. Hey, man, hit up your cousin, Ryan. Yeah, hit Ryan up. <laughs> hit him up. Let him know. You know what I mean? Thank Let you him. for your five stars and positive comment, Dan. Appreciate that. Uh, I'm, I'm but happy seriously, to Seriously, like, that's a guy who I'd love to hear his origin story. That The work oh, yeah. he's doing is amazing. Um, so, And it feels like he just kind of popped out of nowhere, which is obviously not the case. This is a person who has worked very hard to get to where he is. But for me, um, I only became aware of him with Fruitvale Station. Yeah. And that was very recent and excellent. So Absolutely. Um, also, upcoming Marvel movies. There is a little bit of a, a buzz going around right now. Yeah. For who is going to be playing Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Carol Danvers. And if you kind of give you some correlation in Civil War two. Number zero and number yeah. one, that's kind of the person who's kind of going head to head with Iron Man. So if you're like, yeah. Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, yeah. who is that? If you're following along with the books of the week in the comics, blonde hair, short haircut, that's who we're dealing with. She is very relevant right now. Yes. Uh, so it, it makes sense for people to be talking about this character. And I think the Civil War II event in the comics is going to do a lot to boost her to the forefront for anybody who is following that event. But this past weekend in Philadelphia at Wizard World, Chris Evans 
Captain America mm-hmm. was there, and someone asked him, hey, what do you think about the rumors that Brie Larson might play Captain Marvel? Brie Larson was most recently in the award-winning film The Room. Yes, good movie. Excellent movie. Heartbreaker. Um, and Chris Evans said he would love to do that. He really wants her to be Carol Danvers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't necessarily think that means anything in terms of her getting the gig. It's not like you can just have Cap say, yeah, make it happen. But he says, we we did a movie back in 09. We did Scott Pilgrim. It was a lot of fun. Both of them were in that. And uh, he would want to work with her again. And he thinks it's a smart choice for the cast. So that could happen. Mm -hmm. I think she'd be great. I like Brie Larson a lot. I think, I mean, and I think that she's obviously an amazing actress. So I think this would be like really kind of taking a step up with, with uh, casting someone who's like, uh, did she, did she win an award recently? She, she had to have, and I have no idea which one it was, but she had to have won an award. Yeah. So like the talent, that Marvel's picking up is basically the point I'm making. Yeah. They're going for the big dogs. Yeah, they, they're not scrubs. It's like, like we, gone is the time when comic book movies were relegated to only some like B list folks. We have really, really talented people in these roles now, and we have for a really long time. But it's it's nice when you invite new people into the role. Chadwick Boseman coming on as T'Challa. Yes, I mean that's really, really exciting. Absolutely, you know. Uh, having somebody like Brie Larson, I think would be spectacular and having a prominent female superhero, uh, show up for infinity gauntlet, uh, or infinity, infinity wars. That's the name of it. Right. I think that's what they're going to be calling it. Well, we don't know what the actual name is yet. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like they haven't given an official name either way. I'm really, I'm pumped. I think it's a good thing. I like Brie Larson a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, this is completely separate and an absolute side note, but have you seen a picture of JK Simmons? I saw that and I thought it was Photoshopped. I still think it's Photoshopped. I thought it was Photoshopped. Like I I was like, did they put JK Simmons head on top of Arnold's body? Okay. Listeners, let's break this down. JK Simmons, who's going to be playing commissioner Gordon, going to be playing Adam. He's going to be playing the role of me. Right. In the upcoming Justice League movie. Because mm-hmm. Adam's got his Commissioner Gordon stash. Yeah, because I do have that. Although J.K. Simmons right now, he's got a he's rocking a full beard. A man. full grizzly. Uh, which is funny because we have the Gotham TV show where Commissioner Gordon has no facial hair. What is this about? Yeah. Give the man his mustache. No, well, that's his cape, you know? Like we needed to uh, wait. He hasn't gotten it. We needed to wait 10 it. seasons of Smallville before Clark got a cape. Really? 10, 10 seasons? seasons before we saw a cape. And I think we have to wait 10 seasons of Gotham before he starts growing his mustache. Right. And then whoever he's seeing at the time, if his life is anything like mine, is going to be like, what the hell are you doing? Mm. What are you doing with your face? What is mine? (laughs) It's my face. Do what I want to do with it. Yeah. I lost my wig on Sunday. I got to get some hair. You mind your business. Uh, J.K. Simmons is getting swole, though. And there's an image circulating around Instagram and the rest of the internet of this man who is 61 years old mm. in a gym and his muscles have muscles like those arms don't, they look, I, I don't understand what's happening here. But you know what the funniest thing is? I'm looking at the weights in his hands. They're very small. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like he's not like even tans. lifting a lot of weight. <laughs> so, you know, but hey, look. Is this know, like a reverse? He might be, he might be super set. You is this like a reverse Mrs. Doubtfire? Where you don't they have just to put? have a lot of weight to get a good pump. Maybe he's just going for the pump. Yeah. 
I don't know what's going on here, but this Commissioner Gordon, if this is relevant to his role, is so jacked, it's scary. Like, he is so... He looks he looks like a 1990s comic book character. Yes. Yeah. Like, veiny everything. Yeah. But that's what you... I'm going to tell you, man. Look, you want to be 60 years old and fit like that. And oh, good absolutely. for him, man. Absolutely. That's what you want. This also could have come from uh, the movie Whiplash, you know? Like maybe, <laughs> maybe he was just so busy throwing chairs and desks around. Whiplash was an amazing sold. movie. Internet, if you have not watched Whiplash, do yourself a favor, rent it, yes. buy it, get it. It's a it's a really, really excellent movie. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about this J.K. Simmons thing because I have such a hard time believing this is real. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, no. Yes. Why does he need that? I think you're jealous, Adam. I, I, in a way, I am. Let's just call it what it is. Okay. Let's just lay the cards out on the table. Right. You have the man's age. The show, the show is about, I think, you know, being in a place of comfort, and vulnerability. Yes. Right. Let's I just want to say out. this out loud. Okay. I'm jealous. There okay. you go. Now right. we're getting somewhere. I'm jealous and fearful. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at those arms and I'm feeling like they're going to reach through my computer and break me in half. Now it's on the table. Yeah. Now it's out there. Now we can deal with it. I feel better. There you go. I See feel there? a lot better. Look at that. Yeah. No, but seriously, I mean, I want to be an old, old, strong man. Like, you think yeah. of Bat- Batman from The Dark Knight Returns? Yeah. That's what I want to be when I'm 50, 60 years old. Absolutely. Just a husky, strong, gray-haired old man. Yeah. That's what I want to be when I grow up. Damn. Those arms are not real. That's not real. All right. Enough about his arms. Tell me about this new, this, this next, 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 uh, piece here. Okay. Uh, there was a little bit of a controversy recently with some advertising having to do with the latest X-Men movie, X-Men Apocalypse. There was a billboard that Fox put up and the billboard depicts a scene from the movie in which Apocalypse is holding up Mystique and choking the life out of Mystique. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's complicated. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, if you've seen the movie or if you've seen the commercials, right. you you have seen that image most certainly. Yeah. But what they've decided to do, what Fox has decided to do is use that image and that image only on this billboard to advertise the movie. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who are not so thrilled about that. Um, one, of the per, one of the people most prominent in this story is Rose McGowan, uh, the actress, uh, I, whom I don't think we've seen uh, recently in... In film or television, but either way, she is a an activist and a feminist, and she said, yo, Fox, the hell is this? Mm. You cannot be advertising your movie with absolutely no context violence against women. Okay. And she says in this appeal, imagine if it were a black man being strangled by a white man mm-hmm. or a gay male being strangled by a hetero. Mm-hmm. The outcry would be enormous. So let's write this wrong. And the idea here is uh, having violence against women depicted with absolutely no foundation of understanding what's going on is not a great look. Yeah. Not a good look. I was talking about this with a coworker recently and the coworker says, yeah, but Mystique is so powerful. She's going to be fine. I'm like, not exactly conveyed on the billboard. Well, see, like when I first saw this story in the news, I didn't understand it. Like I, I said, okay, because I've seen the movie. Yeah. And because you've seen how I this turned out context and I've seen the trailer. So for me, I was like, I don't really understand what, what people are angry about here. Yeah. Help me understand because sure. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm saying I don't get where you're at. 
Sure. And then when you break it down and go, you look up in the sky and there's no context, but what you see is a dude choking a girl, dude choking a girl. Yep. Period. Yeah. Yeah, Period. How do you, and then it's like, oh, well, when you put it like that, I understand now. So the issue is not how could they possibly have a man choking a woman? Because as I looked online, that's how some people are taking it. Yeah. It's like, so what happened in the movie? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, they're all powerful, yada, yada, yada. But that's not the point that's being made here. The point that's being made here is the lack of context, the lack of clarity. So like I said, if I just look up in the sky and you see a white dude whipping a black guy. Yeah. And you be like, no, this is from Django. And it's like, but there's no context. Right. It's just, that don't, I'm sorry. Just, that don't work for me. You know, a white guy whipping a black guy. And then that makes me go, oh, now I understand. Now I see how that's triggering. So the argument is not that you can't have violence in this scenario because the, the issue is the lack of context and that's considering right. that everyone is not inside baseball. Everybody doesn't know who Mystique is. Exactly. What's going on and that she has powers and what's happening here. So I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I've had a chance to think about it, <clears throat> key point internet, I didn't understand. Yeah. I asked questions. I did research to try to understand the other person's perspective who was upset. Yeah. And then go, oh, now I see. Now this makes sense. Because when it was just... Me from the outside looking in, I was like, I don't get it. I don't. I don't, I don't understand, understand why people are reacting so right. strongly. This reminds me of an early, early, early episode of CBJ that you and I did, where we talked about that. What was it? A Gap ad or something, or like an Old Navy ad or something, where the models were leaning on a black model. It was a bunch of kids. Did we talk about that on the show? Um, maybe you and I just talked about it off air. It, but it, I know it, what you're talking about. It may about. have just been that. I know what you're talking about. So the, the, it's like a white kid putting her elbow on a black kid's head. Yeah, right. And so it was like the black kid was shorter, probably younger, and the white kid was older. And it was, I, I want to say that it was for Gap or Old Navy mm-hmm. or one of those. Mm-hmm. And uh, this this shoot, this photo shoot comes out, this advertisement campaign comes out and people are like, really? You're going to just send that out into everywhere into the world. You're going to have, you know, a a taller white person just leaning on and literally pushing down on a black kid. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those instances where you think, I don't necessarily want to believe there's ill intent behind someone saying, yep, let's definitely advertise this with having a lady getting choked by a guy. Right. I don't think anybody set out to do that, but it's just sort of like, okay, a little thoughtlessness here. Let's, well, let's other, make sure that we're doing stuff that's not going to make people feel like we're reinforcing a very negative presence. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I want to bring out, though, is we definitely want to make sure that we're functioning with grace because, for example, if we were having this conversation where someone were to show me that picture, I'd go, what's the problem? Sure. What? You're a sexist. You don't. And I'd be like, what are you? I don't. What? Is, why are you so mad? Yeah. I don't understand. Like, got to assume positive intent and have a conversation. Well, it's like you Be- said in our last episode. You said uh, quick to listen, slow to anger. Yeah. Quick or- to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. Yeah. 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 So all around from all sides and for their part. Fox apologized. Absolutely, they they stri- they said in our yeah, enthusiasm. Like, my bad. Yeah, and they said uh, they they wanted to highlight the villainy of apocalypse and did not immediately recognize the upsetting connotation yeah. of the image. Yeah, so they responded. 
And, you know, props to everybody as far as this goes for uh, all of the people who pointed out that this was not a good look and for Fox responding and saying, oops, we, we didn't mean to do that. Yeah, because we live in a time period where, honestly, over the past month, I've found out what triggering means. Okay. It's new. This, this was new to me. Sure. I didn't even understand what... I always understood the concept, but I didn't know... What is the pop culture mainstream terminology? Sure. So this whole idea of being triggered can go too far. Yeah. It can be taken too far yeah, to yeah. the point where everybody's paralyzed. And it's like, well, I don't want to trigger anybody. Yeah. So I don't want to. Do, I'll just do nothing. This and is a conversation can, that takes place a lot in colleges, too. Like it can I, just I, stunt creativity. Point? It can just stunt you taking chances. It can stunt you going for it because it's a grace. It's, it's a it's it's a mercy. What's the word? Merciless mm-hmm. and graceless. Is that right? Am sure. I saying it right? I'll be you in, conveying. Environment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's no mercy, which is not giving someone what they deserve, and no grace, which is not only not giving someone what they deserve, but giving them good when they deserve bad. You mm-hmm. see what I mean? Yeah. So like creating an environment where it's like, well, go for it. We're going to assume positive intent, but if you cross the line... We're going to address. We're going to let you know that. So because because I just don't want to get an environment where not everybody's just group thinking and just and censoring one another. Right. Politically correct. And nobody's really saying what they really mean. And now we really don't know anything because everybody's walking around. Did I, oh, I'm sorry. Did I hurt you? Oh, are you OK? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you all right? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no I didn't want to. Oh, did it bother you? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you OK? Like, I don't want it to turn into that. And that's what I fear. Yeah. And I don't. My, so my so my suggestion is not everybody do whatever you want to do. My suggestion is be gracious, mm-hmm. be merciful, and you know assume positive intent. I think if we do those three things as we continue to move forward, that'll kind of create an environment that leaves room for people to try stuff. Go for it, yeah, you know. But at the same time, consider the source, consider your audience, and. Like we talked about the whole Oscar Oscar So White thing, yeah. expand the diversity of your you know melting pot of creativity. That's right. Because if you're only coming from your perspective, because that was one of the points that Bree Bree brought Larson. up was like nobody caught this. Yeah. Nobody was like, hey. Oh, you mean Rose McGowan? Uh, excuse yeah. me, Rose McGowan. That sure. that was that was her point. Like nobody in the room was like, this might be a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that and I thought like that. You mean. That's a good point because I probably wouldn't have seen it off jump. Right. Somebody would have had to point it out, explain it to me and me go, oh, wow, I never would have looked at it that way had you not pointed that out because I don't see it the way you see it. That's right. Thank you for shedding light on that. So now I'm aware. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you and I just having this conversation right before the mics were hot about the movie Dope. And me saying like, yeah, I wasn't so keen on this one thing about dope and you being able to share your perspective, your context, your pretext for everything that you liked about the movie completely alters the way that I see it. So you need to have conversations with people about this sort of thing. You need to have people with different perspectives and backgrounds be able to weigh in on these sorts of things. And at the root of it, what it makes me worried for is Nobody at Fox caught this. I wonder if that's because nobody was comfortable speaking up or if because the right people were not in the room. Maybe somebody who has this perspective was not invited to take a look at this and weigh in on it. Right. And that would be the problem. Not to uh, you know, offer conjecture, things that I don't actually know are happening, mm-hmm. but 
I would hope that that is not the case. And now this thing has happened and it's, I'm, I'm not happy about it, but we're having the conversation and other people can take a look at it and say, okay, I get it. Yeah. Now I'm going to be mindful in the future. Yeah. And I, and I will say that even me as a creative, I just learned from this. Yeah. Cause it's like, Ooh, context, context. This is important. Seeing something in a movie trailer yeah. is so different from seeing something in print. Yeah. Cause like I said, I really was like, I don't get what the problem is. Yeah. But when the context point was brought up, it's like, oh, you can't just, unless that's what you're trying to do. In which case, unless you're trying to get a rise out of people, right. but it's a tool to right. be used. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes like my wife says this to me all the time. She's like, man, you're so harsh. Why do you say things like that to people? And I say, I'm saying it that harsh on purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm try- I want you to feel it. It's not an answer. You know what I mean? When I go, who are you and why do I, why do I care? She's like, Ugh. and I'm like, no, exactly. Right. That emotion, I want you to feel it. Mm-hmm. If I say nobody cares about your idea, that's mean. It's like, yeah, because the that, the world is mean. They really don't care about your idea. Yeah. I don't want to go, you know, I think that your idea, if you had a different way of looking at it, you might be able to bring more people. No, I don't give a crap about your idea. Because you're, 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 you're Professor Octavius Xavier of the School of Hard Knocks for, for, <laughs> oh, I like that. for gifted youngsters. <laughs> I like that. That's right. That's actually pretty good. That's what this is. I should make a t-shirt out of that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be real with y'all. Don't nobody care about your ideas. <laughs> y'all still here? All right, now let's get to work. And when you put, use my name, you put some respect on it. And I ain't going to say it no more. <laughs> now keep playing with me. All three of y'all. All right, here's my segue that we're going to use from one to the other. I already have one. You want to just skip you, one? Do you got one? Yeah. Oh, please, please. Speaking of the movie Dope. Oh, okay. Yeah. Director Rick. Let me see if I can get this right. Famuyiwa. I like it. Famuyiwa is the director of Dope, which we just talked about. The little conversation that Adam and I had from the different perspectives of what happened there. Excellent movie. Excellent movie. It's on Netflix, I believe, right now. Go check it out. Do yourself a favor. Great coming of age tale. It takes me back to the old Spike Lee type joint movies with the little quirkiness, but at the same time, bringing in a newer updated flavor. Mm-hmm. I mean, an amazing director. Like the way he executed was great. This same director is going to be directing the Flash movie. That is crazy to me and so good. Like the good kind of crazy. Yeah. Because that proves to me that DC is paying attention to cinema. That's a different look. That is a that different is not a look. Batman v Superman look. I really want this to be true. I really yeah. I like I need this to be are we 100% certain this is happening? That's what the internet's saying. I'm so excited about that direction. Because one of my favorite parts of Dope, I was just mentioning this, the style, that movie oozes with flavor. Yes. It was so special and yes. different and unique mm-hmm. and unafraid of telling its mm-hmm. own story. Mm-hmm. And if if he can hold on to that, if the director can hold on to that, and, and apply bring, that to Flash. Yeah, because we haven't seen. If you watch Dope, like go watch Dope, and I think you'll understand what Adam and I are talking about. Yeah. And after you watch Dope, you go, the Flash. Yeah, that's you're, not you're a comic the, book. You're, you're going to do the Flash like this, and I actually like it because. Let me say, it's not that I'm tired of mm. comic book 
comic book movies. But we've seen them. We've like, please keep making Captain America Civil War. I want that kind of movie. But every time we say comic book, I don't want the movie to be the same way. Yeah. You know, like if we look at this as maybe a genre of movies, we need different takes. Now, now here's something that I'm picking up from this article that I just want to lay out here. I don't want to, I don't want to kill anybody's vibe, but I just want to put this out here. The person who is writing the script or wrote a previous script for the Flash movie, and assuming this is going to stay the same, this would be the script that uh, our current director, um, Famuia, is going to be using. Mm -hmm. This person also wrote the script for Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. The guy who wrote the script. Yeah. Same screenwriter. And Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Mm -hmm. And now is writing the script for Flash. So that... Those I've I've seen Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. What do you think? Um, I thought it was you know it's a, it's it's an action movie. Yeah, like it was nothing really special. But what we know is when you direct something, it plays, you own it. it. It plays a big part in it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It's you can write whatever you want to write. Yeah. But director, I believe you could have a really terrible script and an incredible director make something unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Mm -hmm. I do not believe it works the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. But so you know, I have faith. But the thing is, I just want to make sure, and I don't know why I'm afraid of this, but uh, I want to make sure that Coogler gives us a Coogler movie. Does, uh, yeah. Doesn't give us a MCU movie. A, a Marvel Disney movie. Yeah. I want a Coogler movie. Same. So from Famuyiwa... I want a Famuyiwa movie. Yeah. I don't want a whatever know, DC's Batman v Superman. Not that like I liked it, you didn't like it, but I like the idea of we're gonna get a new look. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Because like when you open up a comic book, when you go to the comic book store on Brown Bag Day or any other day, the comic books don't look the same. The pacing's not the same. That's the correct. visuals aren't the same. The writer and the illustrator are doing a different take on every different book. Every book's not the same That's from correct. DC. Yeah. So I like the idea of, well, this comics, this, this movie's going to be one way, and it's going to be different from the other movie. Yeah. But when we bring them together, it's going to be... you know. And that's the sort of diversity and variety and style I really want to see hit comic book movies. Because right now, I don't think we have too much of that not on too display. Much. Not it, too much. I, I'm thinking back, actually, to Scott Pilgrim. We mentioned that not long ago. Yes. That was Edgar Wright. Yes. Edgar Wright was the director. And Loved Edgar it. Wright movies, you watch and you know it's, it's him. Edgar, it's an Edgar Wright movie. And they're brilliant. Wasn't he going to do Ant-Man? He was going to do Ant-Man. And that it breaks my heart that that did not play out. And part of the reason, supposedly, that didn't happen is because Marvel didn't really like the risky take that he was taking with mm -hmm. it. And that's what you get when you have Edgar Wright on the movie. I still liked Ant-Man, but it, it looked a hell of a lot closer to... But when's Edgar Wright's next movie? I don't know. Not soon enough. I mean, look, give me a, give me a Tarantino comic book movie. Sure. Which we already have. Plenty yeah. of those Kill Bill and Django, which are basically yeah. comic book movies. But that you know what I mean? Point. Like... yeah. Give us like a crisis on infinite earths, except filmed like uh, 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 Hateful Eight. So it's no. four hours. No. A whole Justice Don't League. Don't give me anything else that's like Hateful Eight. <laughs> whole Justice League just talking to each no. other. No. No action. No. Channing Tatum. No. Nah. Okay. 
That's, that's, that's my pitch. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Of course, of course. Speaking of movies that are coming up, uh, the, the Flash movie is coming up, and we are speculating on that. The Infinity War, uh, the, the Marvel big event movie, which is going to be a two-parter, is coming up. And this would be, I guess, the sequel to... This is the third Avengers movie, so to speak. Pretty much. Yeah. Josh Brolin, who plays Thanos, was read the script and says it's incredible, says it's the best. And he also goes out to say, you know, a lot of people say, oh, wow, what a, what a great script. What a great story. Mm-hmm. He says it's kind of a trite for an actor to respond that way. This is a great experience, right? Uh, but he says this is something that's really, really special. And I'm, I'm really excited by that. And Josh Brolin hasn't really been present for these movies. We get a, a little taste of him in Avengers. Yeah, we don't really get much from him. Right. But I think Josh Brolin is an excellent actor, and I'm excited to see him actually have a, a fair shake yeah. in this universe. And the fact that he is you know, getting down on this script and, and excited about it, I think, is a good sign. This is coming from the the Russo brothers, by the yes. way. So you know, same guys did uh, Civil War. Yeah, the all of the and, Cap trilogy. Yeah, yeah. So, but they know. didn't do the first one, did they? They did. They did First Avenger. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. Which was decidedly different, but it was. That's what made me think they didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. They had done that one too. So that's exciting. I, I feel like the, these are good omens. If this is where we are heading, good omens. Like these are good almonds, which is, which is what we've been snacking. We've on been eating almonds. Yeah. These are good almonds. And also these are good omens. I think these almonds were a good omen. All right. Now we're getting a little <laughs> off track here. I'm going too far. So I'll pull it back. Good job. All right. So um, let's move on to the next topic. Yeah. Uh, who we got here. So um, are you a video game like fighting video game, dude. We have a Mortal Kombat behind me, which this, we never play. Arcade cabinet. We have a literally me. full scale MK3 full size Mortal Kombat three. Yeah, I broke my back to get it in this office. I'm proud of you, man. Uh, and I, I broke my back. <laughs> what do you mean, spinal? <laughs> no, no. Okay, Mike. Uh, like, did you notice that that joke? He didn't really like question him. Because he was like, this guy's going to eat me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm even going to go with it. No, you just flow with I Mike I broke Tice. my back. I already, I already tried it, asking him, what he, asking him to clarify. <laughs> and when he gave me spinal, I was like, you know what? I want to see my wife and kids. <laughs> please. Please, I have a family. <laughs> I want to let them let this go. Uh, I am a video game. The reason I bring that up is uh, I love video games. And I love fighting games. Mm-hmm. But I'm horrible at them. Like, I love Street Fighter. Yeah. Terrible. Street Fighter has gone so far. Yeah. Like, if you... Like, it's almost like if you want to try to play Street Fighter, the world is so good at it yep. already yep. that the learning curve for you to even have fun is like, I'm not even going. You have to... Yeah. You there, have to already have been there. <laughs> like, already know. Already put 10 years in. There's terminology that I don't understand. There's mechanics that I... You, you have to get a textbook. It's like taking the GREs. Oh I'm like, gosh. I gotta. I need to put a time. This is going to cost a lot of money. I just want to play Street Fighter. That's all. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. So, I love fighting games. However... I'm horrible at those games. Well, good news. Yeah. Injustice 2 is coming out. The DC, John. Yes. So Injustice 1, the video game, it's already come out. Oh, it was made by the people who make Mortal Kombat. 
Right. In Nether fact. Realms. Nether Realms. I believe. Yeah. Um, played it a couple years ago, enjoyed it. You know, you get to put Batman against Wonder Woman, against Green Arrow, against Lex Luthor, against whatever. And whatever. Is there a plot that there's a plot? So the comic book that's out, the Injustice Gods Among Us comic, yeah, is kind of like the continuing unfolding oh. of what started in the video game. No, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So in Injustice 2 is coming out. Mm-hmm. The trailer just released today, which is Wednesday the 8th when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. And I think it looks excellent. Yeah. We, we're not actually seeing gameplay, so it's all pre-rendered. But it shows some mechanics like uh, all of the people we were fighting kind of upgrade their armor yeah. as they're fighting each other. Yeah. You know what I thought was interesting is we only see good guys fight good guys. Uh, we, I, if, if, if I'm correct, in this trailer, we didn't see Batman versus Killer Croc. Mm-hmm. We saw Batman versus Flash versus... Uh, well, no, I won't spoil the story, but if you check the story out, yeah. that kind of lends to why that is. Oh, got you. Yeah. Got you. And I do see in the press release that Gorilla Grodd is going to be in this game. And he is my favorite villain in the DC universe. Really? Favorite villain in the DC universe. Super, super, super crazy, smart, telekinetic, telepathic. Gorilla. Gorilla. (laughs) King of Gorilla City. Come on. That's the best. Yeah. Uh, You got to think about who's coming up with these ideas. Are they little (laughs) kids? I'll tell you who it was. And he's a gorilla, and he's super smart, (laughs) and he's... um, and he's like really strong. And, yeah. Um. He's the king of Gorilla City, and uh, he rides on like a uh like a hoverboard. And like, <laughs> it was either a little kid or somebody who was very tired that yo, day. Yo, Charles, come here. <laughs> I got this guy right. His name is Gorilla Grodd. Why are you whispering, Charles? Shut up. It's on the low. No, this is this idea is gold. I don't want this to travel this over to Marvel. Smart. What if Marvel's going to take super this? Super smart gorilla. Yeah. Yo. King of Gorilla City. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing that gets me. King of Gorilla City. Mike Boom. Boom. I'm going to lunch. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I'm excited about that. I'm definitely buying that. Cause I because the thing about it is when you have people over your house or you go to other people's house, you want to play a game that everyone can get in on and there's not a huge learning curve. So fighting games, when yeah. I was a kid, that was always the game. Yep. You put Mortal Kombat in, you put Street Fighter in, you know, yeah. and you just go at it. Whoever wins stays on the sticks, whoever loses has to give the sticks up. Yep. And you just rotate and go around and around. Yeah. You have that one guy who's better than everybody, so everybody hates he's him. He's just running house on everybody. He never gets off the sticks until he's just tired. And he'd be like, here, just hand it to someone else. Uh-huh. And then you take them, but you don't really want them. Yeah. Because you're like, don't. Don't young bull me. <laughs> Don't you pity me. Don't hand me the sticks. Well, like E3, E3 is is starting up really soon. I think it, it begins next week on the 14th. So maybe we'll get some game footage, maybe. We, we may well get that. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's on the 14th, 15th, and 16th. So we're going to get a lot of game news next week. And I bet there's going to be a lot of stuff that has to do with comics. Like it's The thing that I really like about Injustice, according to what you're telling me, is it actually has a presence in the comics. Mm-hmm. It's not totally separate. And I think that's really rad. So as far as that goes, I'm, I'm interested. I didn't play the first one, but I'll, I'll check this one out. Yeah. I mean, just punch the other guy. Yeah. And blow him up. Yeah. There you go. That's the objective. That's fine. I'm cool with this. Uh, also, DC news. This one is, I, I know, big for you. Batman the Killing Joke is coming out. We know. And evidently, 
getting a one night only yeah. theatrical release. Yeah. So, you know, like when you go to the movies and they go fathom events and they talk about all this stuff you don't care about. Yeah. And there's live shows that yeah, you can go to. All the joints you never go see and yeah, you're never paying attention yeah, yeah. to. And you're just like, whatever, get to the trailers so I can watch this movie or whatever, get past the trailers so I can cover my ears and cover my eyes if you're part of the <laughs> which is Which is real. Right. Which we really do. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, in association with Fathom Events, what they're going to do is a one night only release in movie theaters across the country. Because we thought, man, this is only going to be in New York. Oh, so this is going to be like the Kanye thing. It's across the country. Monday, July 25th, 2016. Um, two showings, a 7.30 and a 10 p.m. when whatever the local time is. Yeah. So, of course, you got to get your Googles on and figure out what exactly that looks like for you. But if you want to see it live, not live, if you want to see it in the theater... With a bunch of your fellow friends. That'd be a lot of fun. And it's a rated R. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind seeing it in theater and getting the full movie experience. So we're going to keep our radar out for that one. Because it's going to make it especially cool if we get to go to the theater and see that and do a, a one shot like we would any other. Absolutely. So I'm all about that. Yeah. because That, that kind of changes the way that I feel about it. I'm really? excited for Killing Joke. I am excited. But not like... It, it it could drop and come out, and it might take me a little while to get around to it. Mm. Well, but if it's coming out in the theater, that's a that, different experience. That does make it different. Different. Like, experience. Oh, when are you going to go? What time are you going? Yeah, that does make it different. Yeah. Very different. So I'd be all about that. I like that. Actual comic book news. Yay! On comic book junto. How about it? Um, so those of you who have been reading Batman over the past five years know who Greg Capullo is. He's the illustrator, and he was working with Scott Snyder's on the amazing Batman run that just ended recently. Mm -hmm. So we all have heard that Greg Capullo is moving on to another project. So news about this project has finally been presented. So he's illustrating for something written by Mark Millar and it's called reborn. Okay. Your thoughts, Adam. I like the artwork. I like what we're seeing. We, we have a really, really small peek at what's happening here, but what we see is the, the back of a woman who is holding a sword. She's got like a pretty cool helmet. looks like she has a pretty crazy animal at her side mm -hmm. and a ray gun of sorts. There's some monsters in the background. I like what I'm seeing here. Yeah. You know how I feel about Mark Millar. Tell, no, well, let's assume every every podcast is somebody's first. Okay, Excelsior. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, so Mark Millar is a divisive creator, a, a, a an author, writer. To you? To, well, I think too many. Okay. Uh, I think he is polarizing. His work is polarizing. Um, because he is the person who did Kick-Ass, Kick-Ass 2 and Wanted. and But also did Huck. Also, he's presently doing Huck. Awesome. And Jupiter's gotta, Legacy. We can think we got away from what superheroes were supposed to be. Yeah. Which we talked about in one of the older episodes of That's Comic right. Junto. Yeah. Which we were like, wait, but you're the dude who did the whole, you know? Yeah. 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 He he also did Civil War. Uh, I think he did Nemesis also, Civil what War. I was telling you about and before. And Nemesis. So he's, he's done a lot of things. He's prolific. And I over the years have learned that his writing and his, the themes that he uses frequently in a lot of his, his work are, are not my favorite. So what that means is when I see new comics coming out with his name on it, I am hesitant. That's it. And there are a lot of people who really like the stuff he's putting out right now. Jupiter's legacy is one. Huck is another um, you know, he, he did the, the original old man, Logan. There are a lot of things that I like 
that he's worked. Loved on. his old man logo. Yeah, there are a lot of things that I like, but at the same time, he uses a lot of themes that really, really rub me the wrong way. So it means when he's coming out with a new book, I'm just like, okay, I'm I'm gonna wait until a few issues come out so someone can tell me where this is headed. That's my way. You know what I mean? Well, I'm going because Capullo's gonna be there. Yeah. And this is what it's about. We we talked about this recently. Like, how do you pick up? How, how do you know what to pick up? Even you you follow talent. Yep. So for this, Capullo, hell yeah, I went in on this. Millar, mm, I'm gonna just take a minute. Mm-hmm. Let me just. I just ate book of the week. I just ate. I need to wait thirty minutes book before of the week. I get in that pool. So uh, look, we could do a book of the week. But, you know, for the first week, I think I'm just, we're going to share it. This is going to be a shared custody. <laughs> okay. Shared yeah. custody. I'll give you a buck 50. And, or what? I guess I'll give you $2. Whatever it is. And you throw it. I'm going to buy it regardless. You can just read it when I'm done with it's it. It's exciting that Capullo is announcing a new project. I just, I, I'd like so to there's see another Capullo part about back. the article that you, that kind of stood out to you as well. The movie part. Yeah. So uh, it, this is a quote directly from Mark Millar. The idea is always to create the project and then find the right producer for it. We have an idea who would be good for this one. It must be someone who will be uh, who will understand the story and is passionate about bringing our vision to the screen. And my initial reaction was, "Damn it, Mark Millar! Everything you make has got to be a movie." And I had to unpack that a little bit mm-hmm. because for me, I'm think this is the case. Mark Millar makes comics so he can make movies, and I need to figure out why that upsets me. For some reason, that bums me out. And I think partly because I believe in comics so so much so that I don't think that needs to be the goal. And I don't like the movies that have been based on his work mm-hmm. so far. So I'm like, come on, man. Just let it be its own thing. The re- realistically, if I don't like his work, I can just ignore it wholesale. Yeah. So it does not affect me at all. But this is sort of Mark Millar's style. Like he's he's coming out with a comic, so it can be optioned as a movie. And I'm not mad at it. I understand that. I mean, it says that he financed the series. Yeah. Even like Capullo's page rate. So and it's through his Malar World imprint. Yeah, he so, has his own imprint. Like this dude's being an entrepreneur, he's making it. He's making it happen. Yeah. You know. And I saw something else talking about him making a. a, a a hit girl comic and he's looking for an illustrator for it. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not mad at a dude trying to try to get a, get a business going. Yeah. He hustles. And also other news on this first issue is going to be out around October and the book will run for six months. Yeah. So it was like, it's like six issues. Yeah. And that's the sort of thing actually I do like, I, I like when somebody has a plan like that, which is not to say I'm upset when it, it isn't as condensed as that, but it's exciting to know that it will be a mini series. There will be an ending point. And then you can collect it and check it out. That's the sort of thing that makes me happy when I'm hesitant to pick up a book. I'm like, okay, I just got to wait it out for a little bit and I'll be able to get the full story. Full John. All in one. Full John. A full John. Uh-huh. That's it for the news. That's it. That's all a lot right. of news though. Yeah, it is. So let's move on to our talkback segment. If you would like to submit a question for our talkback segment, you can hit us up on Twitter using hashtag AskCBJ, or you can send us an email to comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. That's B3A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com. Shoot us an email, shoot us a tweet using that hashtag, and your question could be featured and answered on the show by the likes of us. Don't you want that? Doesn't everybody want that? Isn't that what you want? Isn't that what you're here for? Listen, internet, listen to me. You. 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 
<laughs> no, not what you. What are you looking around at? I'm talking. Obviously, you have the ear pods in and you're listening. I am speaking to you. Okay. Why have you not asked us a question yet? Yeah. What's, what's that? Is, that's our question, actually. Hashtag SCBJ. Why haven't you asked me? Right, right, <laughs> right. That's you know what I'm gonna go to. Why haven't you asked us questions yet? No, but seriously, we want to hear from you. Yeah, you know. Yes, we do. So even even if you want to ask us a question about life, it doesn't have to be about comics. You want advice? You know. Hey, we'll do it. Let's go for it. Absolutely. You know. And that's where we. That's We're trying to figure out if you should take a job or not. Should you should you ask your girlfriend to marry you? You Shoot know, it's a question. It's, it's send us a question. We're gonna try our damnedest to relate it to a comic book. I mean, like, you know what? Let this me just go ahead and of... say this. You, <laughs> let me just talk to you a little bit about what Peter Parker was thinking before he proposed to Mary Jane. There you okay? go. Maybe this is gonna be relatable. Uh huh. Well, let me put it to you like this. <laughs> <laughs> look, buddy. Oh, <laughs> uh, look, buddy. Hey, we buddy. Forgot about those. Yeah, uh, there was a meme that I sent to Octavius where uh, it was a blog post, I guess, where someone had taken verses from the Bible, hilarious, and replaced the word "behold" with the phrase "listen, buddy." So, instead, which is which is so good. Yeah, these joints are so funny. I think I think my favorite one was one of them that I sent to you that I think uh the hell did it say? Listen, buddy, I am calamity. I'm like, okay. That's very good. There you go. That is very good. That's enough for me. Uh back to our talk back. All right, talk take us through it. We have an email that I would like to read and you and I are gonna spend a, a few minutes on. Uh, but I was really appreciative of this email. This comes to us from Michael and Michael writes in and he says, first of all, huge, huge fan of comic book Junto. Thanks, man. I actually found thank out about you. Five stars you. and positive comment. Yeah. Appreciate that very <laughs> thank much. You thank you for very all much. of that. Uh, I actually found out about you guys indirectly. I started listening to the beautiful struggle podcast mm-hmm. after that. Andy Medeo episode. No, it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's very good. And then hopped on to barefruit.com to learn more about the movement. I like that. After copying the seriously dope Baxter cream tea, I started checking out the CBJ podcast. I heard you guys talking about Black Panther number one, so I went to my local comic shop and checked out. Now, I'm kind of hooked on comics. Yes. That's what we like to hear. He's one of us. So I've been following the MCU since 2008, and I love the movies. The MCU, by the way, is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm Mm-hmm. I follow the plot lines, watch all the TV shows, etc. And for the first time, I'm digging into the comics themselves. There you go. For the most part, I love it. But there's one thing that keeps bugging me. There's so many dang adaptations for each character. Mm-hmm. So Captain America can be Sam Wilson, or he can be in Hydra, or he can be neither. Mm. It's all a bit confusing. I'm not a literary scholar or anything, but with Shakespeare, you have the original works, and then you have the adaptations. Right. But it's easy to enjoy the adaptations because you know it's an interpretation of the original. So are there, quote-unquote, originals for the Marvel DC characters? And are there adaptations? Or is each run its own original? Are there no originals? Is Young Metro actually Miles Morales? <laughs> That's a very good question. The world wants to know. Anyway, I hope this email makes sense, and I hope you guys keep doing awesome work. Love the whole barefoot movement. Listening to CBJ on the back porch is one of my favorite parts of the week. Thank you, Michael. That last part was very special to me. That was special. Like, I got a visual in my head. Of somebody look like Huck, right? 
<laughs> Chewing on some straw. Yeah. Reading the on comic. On the screen door. You know what I mean? <laughs> listening. Mason jar of sweet Rosenberger's lemonade. Right. Or moonshine. Whatever. <laughs> or moonshine. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. You know? And just laughing and enjoying. That really... Like, because honestly, let me first start off by saying um, that that was a moving email to me. Just to hear, hey, man, I've been watching the movies. I came across this by that, by this by that, and then now I'm in the comics. Yeah. And you know why that's really moving? Because it's like when you shoot your shot and you hear, that's that's why. Yeah. It's like that's exactly what we wanted. The yeah. reason why Bear Fruit is not just we make T-shirts is because there's more to believe, create, inspire than just t-shirts take mm-hmm. what you believe create something inspire your circle of influence mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i believe in geek culture i believe in comic books and mm-hmm. i wanted and adam and i believe that sharing it is the most awesome part and bringing people in so when you do something with an intention and you hear hey it worked it's like yes yeah and that really means a lot yeah because you didn't have to write that email and you could have just been like here's my question you didn't have to put that in there so you putting that in there, I'm just letting you know. I really appreciate that. That made our day. Because to know that now you're in the comics and you enjoy listening to us crack jokes and talk about Adam getting his wig snatched on your back porch. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So this one's for you, Michael. Yeah. Uh, and excellent question. Excellent question. If we're going to boil this down right now, I think the the core question in this email is... How am I supposed to know what is canon and what is just derivative? How do I know what is real and what is interpretation? And comic books, first of all, welcome to comic books where where the rules don't really apply. I was going to say, like, can I can I dive in on this one and you can help me out? Yeah, please. So. The nature of your question mm. assumes some things. No, this is very scholarly right now. It assumes some things. Yeah. It assumes some things to be true. It assumes that there is one truth and only one truth yeah. that actually can be found. And once you find it, it can't be adjusted. Yeah. Let me kind of take that burden off of you. Mm-hmm. That's not how this works. Correct. Now, there's inspiration. There's where things started. I think there's an essence. There's an idea. There's a, there's a general kind of ethos of a, of a character. But to say this character is going to be this way and it's always going to be this way and any variation of it will never change, I just don't think that comic books work like that. Yeah. You know? Because the nature of a new creative team is a new creative team is going to come in and take the general essence and understanding of this character and do their spin on it. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. like Batman doesn't carry guns until I get a hold of them. Mm-hmm. You know, Superman doesn't curse until I get a hold of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Spider-Man is white until, you know what I'm saying? No, I do want to step in here because there, there are certain things that are interesting in that, some rules for characters we decide are mainstays. Like if I'm going to do Superman, then he's always got to do this. He's always got to have that. 
And there are some ways people complain about poor interpretations of characters because they'll say, look, if you're going to put Superman in a movie, he has to act this way. Or uh, here's spoilers from a few years back from Man of Steel. Superman never kills. And when you cross certain lines, you upset camps. But the reality of comics, as you've described, is that there's not really a core truth. And one of the ways that... One or, of the ways a, that... absolute truth. There's not an absolute truth. Absolute. Right. There's right. not one absolute truth. One there's, of the ways that I think comics have helped has also been one of the ways that they've complicated things. And I want to go all the way back to 1983 mm-hmm. when Alan Moore coined Earth 616. Marvel 616, it refers to the universe of Marvel comics that would be your Amazing Spider-Man, your Iron Man, your characters that you probably know and love, Mm -hmm. right? And then there's the Ultimate Universe, and then there's literally an infinite amount of other universes. But the reason that I bring this up is not to explain 616, it's to explain where that naming came from. It's arbitrary, And the quote that goes along with it was, it was just a random number of no significance chosen because people always seem to be talking about Earth 2 or Earth 4, but never any higher numbers. So Earth 616 is just as legit as Earth 1610 and Earth 4 and Earth 200. And that's the way that we do things in comics. There are some places where we spend more time than others. But that's that's it. Like continuity and 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 narrative cohesion kind of goes out the window. And I think what it asks you to do is exercise this creative flexibility that not that many other mediums ask us to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you need to be open. Hey, are you here for a good story? Yes. Cool. Then sit down because I'm gonna give you a cool story. Yeah. And that's it. And it's really confusing. And the burden that we bear as fans of comics is we have to figure out, wait a second, how come Nick Fury is white in the comics, but Nick Fury is black in the movies? Is it the same wait, Nick but Fury? but then he's black in the But now he's black too. in the comics as well. So who's, what Nick Fury is that? And one of the things that I think is really beautiful is you start asking that question, and now you reveal the production, the, 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 like, the meta pieces of it. Now you get to start learning about the people who created those characters and their stories and why they did those things. Honestly, sometimes it's a mistake and they have to go and figure out how to explain it. You know what? Like, this is what I really believe. They're making it up. Yeah. This is all make-believe. Yeah. You know? Like, you ever see the cartoon (laughs) where Bugs Bunny is talking to the animator? Yeah. And the animator starts erasing things and and like, or Daffy starts talking trash and he erases his mouth. Yeah. Like that's right. That that's what it is. It's this like is they're make, they're making it up. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing is in my mind, the way I take it is they're just trying to create a roadmap for you. You know what I'm saying? While still giving the freedom to be able to go where they want to go. Yeah. So let's try to be helpful. Cause I hate when I ask someone a question and they talk all around the question. They don't ask to actually answer my question Yeah. and they don't really give me anything I can work with. So let's try to give you something actionable. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about Marvel, if we're talking about Canon, mm-hmm. let's 
let's make this as simple as possible. Marvel 616, if you're just using terminology, just for the sake of understanding, yeah. that's saying reality. That is standard. That's that's what is true. Yeah. Marvel 616. That's right. You know? So that's the foundation of what this is. That's right. But we just had, what was the first series we just read? We read where they smashed everything together and then Secret they, Wars. Secret Wars. So what's happened now is they've taken all these other alternate universes and smashed them together and kind of made a new standard reality. Yeah. Which is really just their way of saying, how do we reconcile all these cool things we have and put them all in one place and make it easier for you to follow along and understand. And yo, Rebirth. Let's talk about DC Rebirth. DC Rebirth is only happening because fans were not happy about DC deciding to get rid of some origin stories, things that we knew and loved. And then they said, up, up, up. the new status quo is the new 52. That's what we're doing. We're going to show you new origin stories for people that you already knew about. And a lot of folks were like, hold up. Why would you erase the stuff that I know and replace it with something brand new? And Rebirth is their way of saying, actually, all this stuff exists. And we're going to tell you how it connects. Right. So that is a Herculean effort of explaining. And part of the fun of comics is chasing your tail. Like you, you can try to explain this to yourself and to your friends until the cows come home and yeah. you still won't be sure that you nailed it on the head. Oh, I got it. I got it. No, go, go. So you, you referenced Shakespeare. Yeah. Here's the interesting about, thing about Shakespeare. Who wrote Shakespeare? That in and of itself is a question. No, but who, but let's, let's just say we know. Let's say it's Willie Shakes. One person. Yeah. Who wrote Marvel? Who wrote comic books? Hundreds Loads of, thousands. of people. Yeah. So you don't have one person's interpret. Like That's who, a good point. Who made Calvin and Hobbes? Who made Charlie Brown? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's different when you have one person who wrote it and it's been like that forever. He's kind of like his or her stamp is on it. Yeah. Who wrote uh, Harry Potter? You know, yeah. it, that, that's, that's one thing. But when you have so many hands in the pot, it's going to be hard. So I think another way to reconcile this for you, again, to give you something to walk away with, is you're not comparing apples to apples. That's right. You're not comparing one person who made a thing, who was in control of that thing, you know, singularly, mm -hmm. and defined it, worked it, and built it. And now this is absolute truth. You've had something that kind of started and was handed over. Why don't you try it? And what do you think? And, oh, that's interesting. It's more of like this like gumbo pot yeah while they're trying to keep a certain here's the here's the word when it comes to comics heritage yes that is being passed down yes a certain rebirth and dc are using the word legacy a lot yes yeah, this is it it is heritage yeah it's a certain kind of this is the general ethos of spider-man yeah whether he's black white gwen you know, Doesn't matter. like Wolverine, mm -hmm. like, the, the, and when we start to get away from that, that's when I think there's a legitimate, whoa, 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 why is this happening? And then we go into context. Why is Superman, spoilers, killing someone? Yeah. You got to explain it to me. Why is Captain America, spoilers, spoilers, Captain America, Hail Hydra? Yeah. Why? Like, right. I need to understand why, because you can't just 
throw all of our heritage out the window. That's right. For no reason. Yeah. But when you have multiple hands in the pot, you got to kind of be loose. Like we talked about before, they're not your toys. Yeah. You don't get to tell them what to do. And if someone has entrusted this creative team with them, you got to let them run. So here's the, here's the totally condensed, absolute answer to your question. Um, are there no originals? Yes. (laughs) Is everything its own original? Yes. And here's what you do about it. The action that you can take when you're buying a comic book and you're not exactly sure what's going on, ask the person that is selling it to you, where the hell does this fit in? Yeah. Because if you were buying Hamlet, let's say, and you're like, okay, I understand. William Shakespeare wrote Hamlet. And then you're buying Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, which was a play by Tom Stoppard, and he uses characters from Hamlet. I mean, you have a general sense that this can't be canon because, well, William Shakespeare had no hand in this, right? That's easy. That's clear cut. And to use terms that Octavius has used, that's because you have a situation of just one storyteller, Mm -hmm. right? That is very, very, very wildly different in comics. Part of the fun is navigating the confusion. And part of the way that you can do that is by asking the person who is selling you that book, where does this fit in? Or asking your friends or asking us. Yeah. And ask hashtag ask CBJ. Yeah. Ask CBJ. We'll tell you, by the way, I do this. We know I do this all the time, all the time. I'll pick up a comic book and say, I have no idea where this belongs. Where does this go? And I'll just ask the guys at Brave New Worlds and they'll explain it to me. Yeah. And that's that's that. And speaking of which, you know what? This brings us into our books of the week. Yeah. Because like that's just to kind of like intro into that. That has a lot to do with how I'm dealing with this whole DC Rebirth thing. Because right now, the books of the week that we chose both have to do with characters trying to figure out what the hell the story is, what the truth is. And that is, you know, this this question could not come at a better time because DC right now and Marvel, but DC more so, is trying to answer that question. And also in me reading these comics, I have to just kind of sit back and go, man, I really don't understand what's going on. Multiple I'm go- times. I'm going along for the ride. Yeah. You know, and I can't be like, well, what is canon? Like, what is the absolute truth? Mm-hmm. Like, because even in these books, they're playing with that. Mm-hmm. So it's important to to keep it loose because at any given moment they could twist it and throw somebody in a Lazarus pit and then everybody's, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, you gotta, and I, like, even in these books, they're using your question as a plot point. That's like, right. What's true. That's so right. Which one do you want to get into first? Uh, that's a great question. I, we can get it. Why don't we get into Wonder Woman first? Because I think the flash seems to be the one that is most relevant to rebirth all around. Flash is so prominent and important hear in the rebirth. Bag. Uh, yeah, you can hear that crinkle. The hear brown that, bag. Yeah, that good crinkle. Um, before we get into our books of the week, first of all, I want to thank you, Michael, for sending that talk back in to us, sending us that email. Appreciate that. And we should run through our pool list. And I know that you just grabbed yours. I had a light week, so I'm just going to kick us off here. All right. Sounds good. I picked up The Fix, number three, from Nick Spencer and Steve Lieber from uh, Image. I I did not pick it up because I forgot, but I'm going back to the shop after we record to pick up Vision, the newest edition of Vision. Oh, yeah. I love that, that book. Picked up our books of the week, Wonder Woman Rebirth 1. I also picked up The Flash Rebirth 1. And I have a little something special here. 
which is a, which was gifted to me from the guys at the shop. That's awesome. This is a, a 1990 issue of Marvel's What the? And that is the the name of the book. What the? It's awesome. And this was essentially when Marvel was doing like a Mad Magazine parody of themselves. And it's a collection of a couple of different stories. But the reason they gave me this issue is it contains the origin of the pulverizer, which is their version of the Punisher, mm-hmm. as well as Man Thang versus Swamp Thang. Clarify. Thang, Thang. spelled T-H-A-N-G. That's right. And there is a, a, a full issue in here, which is a, a total parody of Man Thing and how boring it is and it is so beautiful and as a man thing fan it's the best thing ever i'm so happy the best thing it It is this is the best thing this is the best thing Mm -hmm. saying thang like that takes some effort i have to like really put some just let it happen thang some thang put some some thang on it (laughs) (laughs) all right how about your pull list all right so i got a lot of i'm i'm really going for this rebirth thing yes you are i got aquaman rebirth number one yeah i got detective comments Detective Comics 934. They pick right back up where they left off. And it is Rebirth. Yes. I got Dog, that is so Superman confusing. Action Comics 957. Jesus. They just picked it back That's up. That's so confusing. Um, I got the one number one recommendation from the guys at uh, Brave New Worlds. Yeah. I got Amazing Spider-Man Civil One okay. for part of the Civil War, John. Mm-hmm. And I got Paper Girls number six from last week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I also got the books of the week, Flash, Rebirth number one, and Wonder Woman, Rebirth number one. So right now we're going to get into the book of the week section. This is where we take a look at two books, and we're investing in Rebirth. We're really trying to do some work on this. Get in a fair shake. Yeah. And uh, I was very excited about Wonder Woman because it's written by Greg Rucka. Yeah. And I love Wonder Woman. And we wanted to pick up The Flash because that is very pertinent to the underlying plot of all of Rebirth. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to start with Wonder Woman. Okay. And what we're about to do is get into spoiler territory. If you want to join us for the book of the week discussion, we hope that you have read this book. We don't want to spoil or surprise. Should we just make a t-shirt that says spoilers on it? We probably why don't. Should. Why is there not a spoilers t-shirt? I, that's a good question. Does a spoilers t-shirt exist? There, there must be. There has to be. Might make one. And if there doesn't, then we, we Internet, we I, have get a, I have a... I have a I have some merch ideas for comic book junto. I'm not going to share it yet, but I shared it with Adam. What are your thoughts on the idea we can't talk about? Thrilled. Let's, let me just say this. Everything I experienced at that Beyonce concert. All right. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to oversell it. No way we're going to be able to live up to it. Uh, either way, I'm, I'm very excited about the ideas, but that's stuff that we hope to share soon. Uh, not yet, but soon. Not yet, but soon. So we don't want to spoil anything for you. If you have not picked up Wonder Woman or Flash, you might want to skip uh, a little while ahead into the episode. If you have picked it up and you've read it, then stick with us. You are going to be fine. Yes. We're going to navigate this together. Do you want to kick off with Wonder Woman, issue one, to get some formalities out of the way? This was written by Greg Rucka and drawn by... Everyone on the planet. Uh, Matthew Clark, Mm -hmm. also later drawn by Liam Sharp, and inks from Sean Parsons, Jeremy Caldwell, Laura Martin. There's a a lot happening here. Um, And I would love to know what you think. I liked it. Okay. I did not read the former uh, uh, 
New 52 Wonder Woman run? Yeah. I read like issue number one. Which had two different writers. Uh, first, it was Brian Azzarello. You loved? Which was incredible. And then Brian Azzarello went away. I admit, I can't remember who stepped in. Well, you didn't like him. Not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm coming in and I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's see what this is about. Let's mm-hmm. see what it is. And I really loved the idea of this happened. Or or did it happen? Mm. No, no. This is what it is. Wait. Or is that what it is? It seems I, like everybody just woke up in I, the DC Yeah, universe. but I really like this idea of I am this person. I know for sure, I think. Yeah. Like, I, I like that. I like the, okay, all right. So we're kind of trying to, like, figure out the identity of what I'm really about. This yeah. whole idea of the truth versus the lie. Yeah. You know, and Wonder Woman who is this confident, strong woman who has this heritage in the story, even to your question from, you know, a talkback segment, Wonder Woman is this person. This is where I came, she came from. And even her being, I am Wonder Woman. And here's where I came from to going, she, dang, I don't really know, she doesn't even know who I am or where I came from. Yeah. You know, right from the jump, the, the first page of this book is her talking about her origin stories. Yeah, yeah. And she can't determine which one's actually real. New take on origin stories. And that's interesting to me because when the New 52 hit, I remember people being outraged that the origin stories were being rewritten. So the original origin story of Wonder Woman is that Hippolyta, the queen of the Amazons, prayed for a daughter and basically had a daughter made from clay. And that is the beginning of... Wonder Woman. But then in the New 52, we we switched it up a little bit. And in this one, we have Hippolyta falling in love with someone and thinking it's just a regular guy, but it turns out to be Zeus. And so there's some godliness inside of uh, Wonder Woman. More godliness, I should say, Mm -hmm. inside of Wonder Woman. And she doesn't know what's what. She's not sure what actually happened. This whole issue is her recounting events and then doubting whether or not that was true. Yeah. She has a great part in the beginning where she talks about her name. Like, you know, they call me Wonder Woman. And I used to, you know, think that it was like this powerful thing. And she talks about what it really means is they wonder, like, I, like what is this? What the hell is her deal? You yeah. know? And that's a great way to start off the story of her being kind of like, well, I wonder. Yeah. And I love how she uses the golden lasso of truth on herself. Right. Yeah. To ask her, and and the cool part of like asking herself questions in her mind and having her answer out loud. Yeah. Thought that was really cool. I, uh, I'll be honest with you. I was confused through a lot of this issue. And I I ended up having to read and reread a lot of the panels because when, when Diana puts a truth forward and then immediately calls it into question, Mm -hmm. I have a hard time figuring out exactly where we are. It's, it's difficult to follow. So here's, here's a, uh, a passage. All right. These are a few panels on just one page. She is in her apartment and she's hanging up her stuff and she's looking at some artifacts and and she says, the truth is I no longer know the truth. The truth matters or I think it does or perhaps it did once and does no longer or perhaps it never did. Yeah. But that seems wrong. So as I'm reading this, I'm like, like whoa, 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 whoa. Because my narrator is confused I can't help but be confused. You're as well. supposed to be understandably, but that means that I needed to spend time on this in a way that is like 
it was hard. I, I was, I'm in, I'm, I'm in a space where I'm surrounded by people. I'm sitting down, surrounded by folks chatting, mm-hmm. and I need to focus on this issue because I have no idea what's being established other than we have no idea what's going on. Yeah, and I think I, I, I really like the way Greg Rucka, because that sounds like someone's internal monologue. Yes, yeah. It sounded real. Like that, is, that is what doubt is looks like. And it made her very transparent for me, especially for introducing this character to a new set of readers. Yeah. You know, well, if we're, if we're going to pierce through anything, she puts the lasso on herself. And when she wraps someone in the golden lasso, they have to speak the truth. Yes. So she puts a lasso on her, on herself and speaks the truth that we know Mm -hmm. this is again, that's that mainstay, the heritage. This is the ethos of wonder woman. We Mm -hmm. know this to be true. And she's extra husky in this, that as well. We am mad at that. Uh, so she puts it on her wrist, and this is the truth that we get. You are many to many, peacemaker and warfighter, supplicant, aspirant, penitent, the true friend and the boon companion, the trusted soul and the truth speaker, and you have been deceived. Mm-hmm. So that is the crux. So that so think about it. I just said all this stuff that's true, and you've been deceived. So wait a minute. Somebody lied to so you. So wait, so hold up. Is what I just said... You being deceived? Yeah. Or is everything true and you've been deceived? Like, and I like the fact that I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's, what's my question always? Who are you and why do I care? Yeah. Why do I care? Like, make me care. I'm, I haven't read Wonder Woman in years. Make me care. I'm reading this and I'm going, oh my gosh, well, who is she? Yeah. You know, well, who, who's the deceiver? Is she deceiving herself? Is the lasso deceiving her? Is there somebody, you know, what, what's going on here? Now, my thing here is we read Rebirth, number one, the yeah. DC Rebirth. Yeah. So I have, a, I have a feeling that we know who the deceiver is because we met that person at the end of Rebirth 1. Not could be wrong about that. Maybe there's a different deceiver, someone who specifically lied to manufactured history for Wonder Woman. But if I'm going on what Rebirth has shown me, the clues that we've seen, we're talking about Dr. Manhattan here. And that's where we get into an interesting, I get into an interesting conflict Mm -hmm. because I don't like Dr. Manhattan being in this story. I'm a Watchmen fan. I don't even remember the Watchmen. Who doesn't like this? I read it and I seen the movie, and I don't really remember. The my story. my, are you familiar with the the graphic novel Mouse Art Spiegelman? I'm familiar with it, but I haven't read it. Okay, so Mouse is a story by Art Spiegelman about uh, Art's father and what it was like to be in concentration camps in World War II, during World War II. And it is a comic that exists by itself, for itself. There's a sequel to it, which is more on the relationship between Art and his father, more of of that storytelling. But that's it. It doesn't connect to anything else. It's not supposed to. It's a graphic novel alone, independent. I'm not going to conflate the heavy material of Mouse with the superheroics of... Watchmen, but that was how I felt about Watchmen. It was an important critique. It was an important commentary that is independent of all things. So when it gets dragged into the universe, mm-hmm. I don't care for that. I, I, that's not something that I especially enjoy. Okay. Uh, 
so that means when I'm we're open, I'm open to it. Yeah. And I, and I hear you and I'm, it's exciting to see cameos from those characters because we haven't seen them for so long. But for me, it's difficult to swallow because Watchmen is very important to me and I'm along for the ride because I, I'm, I would like a good story, but I have trouble with it. So that re- that colors my feelings toward rebirth. That that's, that's me admitting that I struggle with rebirth because the premise is not one that I love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked about this during our, uh, our comic book review of rebirth one, which was, I just felt lost. I felt like this train was moving. You're so lost quickly. in this book though. This one's a little, I understand what's happening here, but, but when she goes, when she goes to Olympus, right? Yeah. She rolls up in Olympus. She's like, you know what? Let me, let me see what's going on here. Cause the, I'm lost. I don't really understand what's going on. So she goes to Olympus and I love the writing, mm-hmm. like spotting a crack in what is that? Amphora mm-hmm. or hearing a, a, a wrong note in the tune. Like she's saying, wait a minute. It's like you're listening right. to music and you hear that note. That's off. That's you're not like, right. What's, what's up, man? Something ain't right here. You know, and so she's, there's a certain way things are starting, supposed to work, and they're not working that way. That's right. And she's seeing, wait, I'm supposed to be an Olympus. Things are supposed to go a certain way. Y'all are attacking me. You're not allowed to attack me. And it's like, I'm the god of war. Wait, or am I the god of war? Or is this Olympus? Or, and I, so this is a great first issue. Now, if you're not used to reading comics, you might be like, nothing happened here. Yeah. But if you understand that this is coming out again in two weeks. Yeah. Like this is the setup. This you know is- what? That's a really good point. It's, this is another thing that is pertinent to talking about DC Rebirth. These are being double shipped. We're getting them every two weeks, which means we have a higher frequency of being able to get these stories, you know? And that's significant. Yes. And different. That's really different. And that means the way that the story is told might be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So that's the sort of thing that I'm, I'm looking out for. I'm, I'm very into this. This this comic Wonder Woman one, it has everything that I like. I will say that it was a good. So you comic. did like it? I I do like it. I find it interesting. I also find it difficult. And I I would say because it is a number one, I think someone who is brand new to comic books picking this up is going to have a difficult time. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be worth it because I trust the creative team and I love this character. Um, and I'll say as far as experiencing rebirth goes. I want to experience it through this character, through Wonder Woman, through Wonder Woman. So if I'm just going to like draw a line in the sand and say, this is what I'm going to do. This is my vessel for rebirth. I choose Wonder Woman. That's what I want. It was, it was pretty dope, but damn, man, this is some new crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's Wonder Woman. Number one. All right. We'll have another issue in two weeks. Yes. On to the flash. Yeah. Take us away, Adam. Okay. Flash number one. Now, again, we are in rebirth. So everything here is branded rebirth. And that means just to go back uh, a couple of minutes, it seems like DC characters have just woken up to something. Everyone has just noticed that something is different, right? And in this, we have a continuation of the story that we got in DC rebirth number one, where we have... Wally West attempting Wally West Flash attempting to contact Barry Allen. This one is being told from the perspective of Barry. Yes. Whereas the last one was uh, told from the perspective of For Wally. context, Barry is the same person who's in the CW show. Okay, yeah. Yes? Yeah, that is Barry Allen. Mhm. Um so we have 
You know what? I'm, what are your What are your overall thoughts? Yeah, it's I'm I don't know. This Flash is interesting to me because I like that TV show. I like the show that's running right now. Yeah, I enjoy that. I don't know very much about the Flash outside of that. I didn't read a ton of it during New Fifty Two, and I haven't yeah. read a lot before that. Yeah, either. yeah. So I'm coming in pretty new, and there are a lot of things in here that. I am getting offered like his origin story and the tornado and the lightning and his mom died. And you know, I know what that is. TV that? show, TV show. Yeah. So I know that stuff through the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wally West stuff is new to me when they talk about the teen Titans. That's, yeah. that's some new stuff to me. Um, I'm, I wasn't really feeling this book and I have a feeling that's only because I don't love these characters yet. And I haven't really been given an opportunity to love the character before they show me the character figuring out some... This feels like complicated algebra and I haven't taken basic math. We talked about that from Rebirth. Yeah. So let me tell you what I think about this book. I think this book, for people who have read Flashpoint, Mm. for people who have been reading New 52 Flash, Mm -hmm. for people who have a familiarity, familiarity with all of these characters... Yeah. I'm assuming that they'd be like, oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And so, so, so. Because they're, yeah, they're talking about a lot of stuff that they're assuming you know. Now, we get the general Barry Allen origin story, you know, in the beginning of the book. And we see, hey, there's this scenario, there's a situation going on. And there's, you know, it looks like uh, a woman has been killed. Mm-hmm. And one of the cops think that. It was the husband and, mm-hmm. you know, Barry Allen, who is on the scene as a forensic, he's a forensic, what is he? Forensic specialist he, yeah, or something just, like that? He, yeah, I believe he goes and, and tracks evidence at a crime scene. Yeah, so pretty much he's saying, hey, man, listen, don't judge it. You got to actually do the do the research and figure out what's going on. And he has this kind of like flashback of, this, of Zoom coming in um, and trying to like kill his mother. And they explain how, you know, his father was framed by Zoom and da 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 So they kind of break all that down, whatever, yeah. right? So ultimately, we see that the Flash, as much as he's saying he's not being affected and he's not being reminded about what happened to his family from this case, it really is reminding him of what happened to his case. Yeah. You know, with, with, his, with his parents. And no matter what he's doing, whether he's saving somebody or working on stuff. He really is thinking this stuff through. Yeah. So when we get to the whole Barry Allen and Wally West, Wally West thing, that's very inside baseball. That's very like, if you don't already know these people's relationships, if you don't already understand this won't mean anything. What these people mean to each other and why they're saying what they're saying, which I really don't. Mm-hmm. I have a general understanding and I'm kind of like being gracious with the book. But I honestly, I'm like, I don't, I don't really know what y'all are talking about right Same. here. Yeah. I really don't know. And even when he goes to talk to Batman and, you know, we got to figure this out and we talk for a long time and he's, I have no clue what you guys are talking about. I, yeah. really, I really don't know what you're saying here. You know, so they lost me after, after the, after, after the, um, origin story, mm-hmm. they lost me and they yeah. started talking about a bunch of stuff. I didn't know the part that I can kind of give them a little grace on is the end where nobody knows where yeah. he's talking about talking with Batman. Nobody knows that, but that middle piece, 
in comparison to Wonder Woman, who uses your confusion as a plot point. That's correct. You know what I'm saying? It yeah, almost that's takes, a really good point. Takes the pressure off of you. You don't need. To, you don't understand this because nobody understands. Yeah. This. The main character doesn't understand this. Right. The point is she doesn't understand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that writer in Wonder Woman is using that to kind of like move the story along. And you're saying, I understand that she doesn't understand. And that's enough for mm -hmm. me to follow along in the story. But in comparison to the flash, it's like, I don't understand. And that's kind of impeding my ability to enjoy this because I don't know. So this is a scenario where going back to some of our older issues, I'll give it an arc, you know? And if, if I don't understand what's going on in a couple issues, I might let I might lay this down. You know, you know, it was interesting. Um, I, I there's a part I, I felt the same way. By the way, um, I this felt like picking up season six of a show, and I yeah. haven't watched the first five. And they're talking about all these things that you know, and you're able to go, wow, wow, like jumping into Game of Thrones now. That's right. And you can you can use exposition and explain who these people are, but that it won't. I can't fast track my emotions for those events and those characters. Like they're all hugging Barry and Wally are hugging and oh, yeah. and you've done all this stuff for me. And I'm like, I don't know what y'all are talking about. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I did like at the end is the cops in the very beginning who had made that assumption. Oh, it was the husband. Yep. Husband murdered the the wife. Yep. And Barry was upset. Like, hey, you can't make that obsession, uh, that assumption. Yeah. At the very end, we, we get to visit them one more time and they say, hey, we, we don't actually need any more evidence. The husband confessed. He did it. Mm -hmm. So, no, I'm sorry. Barry was wrong. Yeah. And they say, look, that guy's got so much going on that he makes mistakes. And it's interesting when you think about a guy who is the fastest person on earth. You know, and what that means, mm -hmm. if you're so fast and you're in your, if you're really fast physically, you might be fast emotionally and mentally. You might mm -hmm. be so fast that you miss something. That's true. Because you're not moving slow enough. That's true. Because he's sitting here doing all this stuff, trying to figure it out when they're like, did you ask him? He right. just confessed. Yeah. And it's like that, it seems like that should be right in front of your nose. Like you should go talk to the person who you think could be you know, the culprit first. Yeah, right. And it's like, he didn't even do that. He did all this other stuff. He done ran around, got people pizza. Yeah. And, you know, analyzed their stuff, went and talked to Batman, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. he didn't even talk to like, he didn't even do the basic thing. Yeah. Well, so my interpretation of that being an element in the story is, kind of a fake out like oh we're gonna do a parallel origin story everything is cyclical this reminds barry of what happened in his home when he was a kid yeah and we're gonna retread but in yeah. the end it's like no this is new this is a different thing but one thing i don't know if you caught this What's at this? the end of the book though who runs up at the end of the book uh, that's a really great, great question. That's, that looks like a yellow speedster. Yeah. I mean, look, it doesn't look like, um, it looks like it might be zoom. I just assumed that it was Barry because I had, yeah, I wasn't Barry's sure. red. Yeah. Right. And Wally's and, wearing or, yellow or, or it might be Wally, but this guy's legs are yellow. And if you look back in the book, zoom is also keeps yellow. coming up is also yellow. Yeah. And what does it say? Um, 
to be continued in the Flash number one in two weeks as lightning strikes twice. Well, that's another thing that I have a question about. So it's like, does is, that mean it's happening again? Is, like, is this a typo? Because it says it's going to be continued in Flash number one. These are all one shots. Everything's a one shot. Yeah. So the Flash rebirth is a one shot. Ah, oh, now happened, see, that's some rebirth news that's important, I think. Yeah. So all these books are one shots. Yeah. So this rebirth is just the transition to the next thing. Right. So that's like, now we've walked. So that Batman we just read is a, is a one shot. Yeah. Wonder Woman, Flash, one shot. Yeah. So now next week, which even gets us into books of the week, Batman number one starts the story proper. Right. Yeah. Which is not a one shot. No and more. all we're do- doing right here with the rebirth header is bridging the gap. Yeah. You've read rebirth number one. Now you've read these individual books, number one. Yeah. Now you're going to be into following this story down the road. It's kind of like we've given you the preparation to kind of. Here's what you need. On. Go on your adventure. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on Flash. I'm, I'm not keen on it because I haven't followed Flashpoint because I haven't followed a lot of things that have happened for this character before. Things really missing their mark. Um, I, I don't know how to feel. So what I feel is confused. I'm not sure I'm going to pick up number two. Um, if we do it as a book of the week, I, I will try it out to see where things go. Kind of test the mm-hmm. the double ship mm-hmm. pattern. But right well, I'm, now, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it. Like I said, I'm gonna try to give it an arc unless it just starts getting unbearable. Yeah. Sure. Um. So yeah, that's Flash Rebirth number one. There we go. Mm-hmm. All right. Next week, what we have coming out: Batman number one, Black Panther number three, and we also have Civil War number two. Mm. So. Also, Superman number one as well. So, my suggestion for books of the week, because we have three books That's three, right. that were book book of the week before. Yep. Um, I definitely think we should do Civil War. Yeah. I definitely think we should do Black I wanna, Panther. I want to pick up Civil War and I want to do Black Panther. Yeah. So, Batman can maybe be an honorable mention. Yeah. We can jump into it a little bit. You know, Batman, Batman Rebirth number one was catching some flack. It felt like it was really polarizing in the community. Really? Some people really loved it and some people were really dogging it. Um, and I'm curious about that. I'm, I'm, I wonder what that means because I really enjoyed that issue a lot. I did too. So, well, I don't know. Yeah. I, have no, I don't know what that means. But I think it's exciting when people have opinions on the matter. You know, it's not unanimous. But yeah. next week we'll do Civil War issue two. Civil War two. Issue number two. And Black Panther number three. Yep. Honorable mention, Batman number one. That's right. So we'll touch on that a little bit. And um, yeah, we're moving on to the end of the show. That's it. I think that's it. I believe so. What else we got? Uh, Last week, we had a question of the week. We talked about what show would you want to have come back? Something that was canceled that you would like to see back on the air. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought about that for a good long time. And I kept thinking, is it, can I just say The Wire? But no, it's done. Yeah. You see, you know what? Watchmen being brought into DC Universe is kind of like The Wire being brought back into DC Universe or something like that. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're done here. We're done. I don't want to see McNulty ever again. (laughs) Please do not bring Bubbles back. Uh Please don't. What do you want to see come back? Flight of the Concords. HBO's Flight of the Concords. We got two seasons. I loved both of them. They were so damn funny. And it was something that I had to look forward to all the time when it was on the air. 
I would love Flight of the Concords to come back. I mm-hmm. miss that show so much. Mm-hmm. What about you? I got two. Go ahead. One's obvious. Young Justice. Yeah, well, of course. Let's go. Of course. Come on. And there's a petition to make Let's it come back. Let's bring it yeah. back. Netflix. Let's just, just Netflix. We know you're listening. Thank you for the five stars and positive comments. But y'all keep playing around, see what happens. Bring it back. Bring it back. Mm-hmm. The other one, Martin. Martin. <laughs> Martin is so fun. Like, I watch Martin like randomly, just, and it's just like, man, this show is so good. All the characters that he did. All the different, you know, little, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Like all the different characters, mm-hmm. Nene. And, mm-hmm. and Isn't that where Nene came from? The dance? I don't know. Silento, there's the Nene. I read somewhere that it came from Shanene. I never Martin. even put that together. Yeah. And I think it probably would have just been a totally off the cuff. Now that joke. I think about it, she uh, moves that way. That's uh, how Shanene the, moves. The hand gesture. Oh, maybe yeah. it was. Yeah. Maybe that was it. I don't know. I'm not trying to put some rumors out. Uh, let me let me just go ahead and create some rumors based on Martin. Right. <laughs> like now is not necessarily the time. We all know that you're a Martin historian. So. That's me. Yeah. I'm mean, a Martin aficionado. Yeah. Yes. All right. So what's our question this week? We got one. Uh, what is our question this week? Man, that's that's a good question. Oh, how about this? How about this? You know, we, we're talking about continuity. We're talking about original versus adaptation, those sorts of things. So this is a question that might be a little more involved, but I'd be curious, all of you listeners, I'd be curious for you to share this with us. If you had the opportunity to reimagine a character that exists now, and you had the opportunity to make that character different in certain ways while maintaining some signature things, some trademarks Mm -hmm. of the character. So you're saying if you had a chance to rewrite X character's origin story, yeah. How would you do it? And it's, yeah, exactly. So look, let's say someone says reinvent wonder woman. What does she look like? Is it a woman anymore? Is it a wonder man? Like where where are you going with this? Like, what would you do? How would you change So not the origin story, just the, just the heritage of the character, the heritage of the character. Okay. And I think of ways that I would want to change certain characters and things that I would want to keep to main, make sure that we know, okay, yep. That's still Bruce Wayne, except he looks like this. He's just a kid, you know, that sort of thing. So I want to know, you know, how would you reimagine this? Interesting. What would you do? Okay. I would say Bruce Wayne, but he's Clayface. <laughs> he's All right. Made, he's use made a, of mud. You, use hashtag <laughs> comic book Junto to send us those things or send us an email at comic book Junto at barefruit.com. Adam, tell people where they can find you on the internet. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram using the same name at Adam Tetris, A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E-R-U-S. Hit me up online. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all the same John at Octavius A. Newman, O-C-T-A-V-I-U-S-A-N-E-W-M-A-N. This podcast is a product of Bear Fruit. Go to barefruit.com, sign up for the newsletter, check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle, where I talk to creators about their origin story that comes out every week. Also, check out our shop. New merchandise is up. Baxter by Andy Gellerberg t-shirt. All of those have been shipped out. Thank you for your patience on the pre-order. Um, the Baxter by Andy Gellenberg tank top is going to be shipping out right at or around uh, June 15th. So that's next Wednesday. Thank you for patience on that. Thank you for everybody who's come, who uh, ordered pre-order of that joint as well. Mm-hmm. This coming Friday, I got some more stuff. Man, I got some stuff in the chamber as far I'm, as... I'm waiting on that tank, man. I, I want. I want. It's coming. 
I'm impatient. It's shipping. I need it. 15th. I need it to burst out of the seams of reality like Wally West. Like, please put me on. If that happens, that's what I let want. me know immediately. I will let you know. we need a serious recall. I'll be like, is this defective? What is this? What happened? Octavius, um, did you make this with the speed force? If what I did, I need to figure out how to replicate it. For, but hey, on, on the real, Wally West says that you can make your clothes using the speed force. Maybe that's He what, actually says this in okay. this issue. So we should look into that kind of like, is there a speed force like material? That dude straight up says, oh, I'm just going to manifest a new costume. Or do we just get rings? <laughs> no. sell rings and you can just manifest whatever I don't know. you want. I don't, know. I don't understand how this works. Anyway, but yeah, check out that. Um, follow Barefoot on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat at B3ARFRUIT. Again, ask us questions, hashtag AskCBJ, or send us an email. And um, that's all we got. Mm-hmm. That, is, uh, that, that concludes your installment of Man Thang and Friends, uh, number 24. Okay. That was or, a good one. Or Comic Book Junto. Or Comic Book Junto. Yeah, Potato Potato. Yeah, both names. Yeah. All right, guys. We love you. Thank you again for listening to us rant. And um, we appreciate you guys showing up every week. Please, again, share this with somebody this week. At somebody on Twitter with the show and link in the, suite, in the tweet so you can share this with someone else so we can expand our community. Talk to more people. Reach more people. Leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes if you so desire. Mm-hmm. But but seriously, do it. Do it. That's all I got. That's it. It's we out. Real. Until next time, peace. Peace. <laughs>